most people perceive, hey, you're a bit late because the bubble's about to burst with online marketing or online uh, retail. You know, why are you opening up an offline store and all of a sudden they're killing it out there? Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, listener, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 63, big 63 of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover tactics and strategies to increase your email profits by 25 to 100% in 90 days or less without spending more on advertising. Now, the basic idea here is that what you're going to learn is ultimately how to make more money in your business, how to make more sales, how to get more leads, how to convert more of those leads into customers, all with a simple 200-word, 300-word email, okay? Now, it's not very difficult. I've had uh, recent listeners email me telling them one of them had uh, $85,000 in the bank after, you know, in five months after using basically everything you'd apply, he'd learned from the Make Method email marketing podcast. So listen in, grab a pen, you're going to want it. Now, today I'll be talking to John Loga. John's a very interesting guy. I actually got started with consulting, you know, how, so way back in the day when I was just getting into it, I actually went through a product that John had done with another consultant, Kyle Tully. Now, I've done an interview with Kyle Tully before, but I've never done one with John. But uh, John's very cool because he gets some just incredible results. Now, this isn't consulting for, you know, a grand here, a grand there, two grand here, five grand there. This is consulting for, say, anywhere from, uh, depends on the numbers, but it'll be around three to $10,000 a month for, say, 12 months, right? And you might pick up eight to 12 clients of that. So you're going to be doing, this is the sort of, this is the sort of level that John is playing at and that he's coaching others. He's really a consultant for consultants. And that means he's helping people like me and, and people in, in that sort of situation when they want to do this business to, to bring on that many clients. And he, let's say if you follow that strategy, if you had 10 clients at five grand a month, right? You're making 50 grand a month. So we're talking some big numbers here. Uh, so get excited. Now, uh, it's an honor to finally have him on the show. I'll just say that. To get the show notes for this episode of the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 63. Now, before we get into this interview with Mr. John Logar, I just had one thing. It is the McMaster's Insight of the Week. Now, if you don't know, McMaster's is the private membership forum that I have and an exclusive little community that I've got for people who want to learn how to do email marketing the right way with products like the McIntyre Method Stories that sell a few things like that. Anyway, there's a forum in there and one thing we get up to is we have discussions on uh, how to write copy and how to write emails and how to make more sales and all that stuff. Now, one of the, in- the insight for this week is this. Say things with less words. Okay, now I was coaching someone, ah, I just, I think it was yesterday, and one of the main issues with their copy was not that, you know, it had a good flow to it, it had some good ideas, it was catchy, it was entertaining, you know, I enjoyed reading it. The problem, okay, and I see this a lot with people, the problem with the copy was that it was too wordy, right? It said it used more words when it could just use less. Okay, this is, uh, you know, the equivalent of saying, here's a bad example, but this will kind of illustrate the point. You know, right next to me on this table, there was a bottle of hydrogen. Uh, one atom of hydrogen and two atoms of oxygen, otherwise known as water. You know, so I could say that to be kind of clever, I'd be a bit cutesy. But really, right, good copy is to basically say, on this table, there's a bottle of water. Okay. Now that's that's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a bad example. But the idea here is that if you can say something with less words, then say it with less words. Okay. You want to eliminate all the redundancies. Now this doesn't just apply to writing a novel or writing a newspaper article. This applies to writing headlines, to writing all your copy. Okay. You know, there's that rule where 
how long should a sales letter be? You know, as long as it needs to be, okay? But as long as it stays, as long as you can keep it entertaining, it should go as on and on and on and on, on and on. But to be entertaining, you have to eliminate all the things that don't really matter to the core point, to the core purpose, to the message that you're really trying to communicate. So the lesson for today or the inside of the week is that I want you to go and look at your emails and look at your sales letter and, and look at the copy that you're putting out there and see if you can eliminate a line here or a line there or a word here and a word there. And as you write more copy, get rid of uh, you know, the redundancies. Make it more clearer, more to the point, quicker, faster, more flowy, okay? Now, if you want to learn more about McMasters or if you want to log, uh, you know, sign up for the community and get some uh, coaching with me or connect with the other members or go through the training products and then go to themcmethod.com slash McMasters. Now that's all I have for the moment. I'm going to get back to my lunch over here, eating some rice, tomato, cheese, actually bell pepper cheese, pretty delicious stuff. And I'm going to leave you to it to go and enjoy this interview with Mr. John Logar. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with John Logar. Now, John is a, uh, a business coach or a consultant. He helps other consultants not just make a little bit of money consulting, but make a lot of money consulting doing really high-end deals. And uh, I actually first heard of John was a couple of years ago when I was, before I was even the autoresponder guy, I'd kind of done a bit of copywriting. I was just getting into the world of consulting and trying to make some money so I could, uh, you know, get by more than yet, but I have a great lifestyle over here in Thailand. And one of the programs I went through was one that John had done with another consultant, copywriting guy, Kyle Tully. And uh, that was a long time ago. But uh, I got a few ideas from that, which ultimately led to the autoresponder guy and the McMethod and McMasters and all that sort of stuff. So uh, John really knows his stuff and he's been doing some, uh, some very interesting stuff recently. One thing you did mention that really blew me away is that he's done, I think it's 900 one-on-one you know, sessions or coaching clients or that kind of thing. So not only does he know how to make a lot of money, he knows how to teach other people how to do it well with consulting. So we're going to get into some of the results he's done recently and uh, what the sort of the strategy behind what he did recently, how it how it made it work. So uh, we'll get into that in a minute. First, John, how are you doing today, man? Hey, John. It's great to be here. Good to have you on the show, man. <laughs> it's taken a while. <laughs> it has, you're man. Taking your time, you're taking your time getting to me, John. <laughs> <laughs> I get a long list of people. And, you know, it's hard to keep track of who's been on, who's not. It's getting that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, before we, before we talk about these two different strategies today, give, uh, give the listener a bit of a background on who is John Logar. I've kind of done a little bit of it, but you can probably give a better version. Who's John wow. and what does he do? Um, I guess I'm a consultant to consultants uh, in one of my businesses. I do run my own digital marketing uh, agency that works with uh, specific clients in strategy, uh, especially online marketing strategy. With my consulting or mentoring programs, I I run a uh, program called Make Every Day a Payday. Uh, and essentially, that's helping people who have some skills, who are looking to build a six-figure-plus consulting business, and looking to target, engage, and convert higher-paying clients. So, you know, whether that be corporate clients or looking to to, to get clients that are uh, putting them in a retainer situation where they're picking up anywhere between three to ten thousand dollars a month in retainer. And then I also, just like you, have a, a podcast uh, called Business Unleashed as well. Mm, good old podcasting. So, yeah. just, so just to clarify there, you said uh, five, was it three to $10,000 a month retainer and people are going to stick around yep. for 12 months. And not only that, the average student you were saying does eight to 12 clients a month, which takes you from forty to $60,000 per month in revenue. And until you get to about $300,000 a year, you're a one-man shop. Really great numbers, especially for someone who's just getting into consulting. Oh, absolutely. And I think the biggest part of that is a lot of, do, it's really funny. There's a lot of people who've got a lot of skills have been playing around internet marketing and direct response for many, many years, buying products, 
uh, you know, learning Facebook advertising and PPC and SEO. And they've, they've learned some cool stuff in their own journey of trying to make something happen or build businesses online. They've, they've, they've picked up a lot of skills. Those skills are translatable to very, very opportune um, uh, revenue opportunities within the offline world. So there's a lot of guys out there who do offer local marketing and local consulting services, but um, but they, they tend to commoditize at the lower end. At the bigger end where businesses are, are larger that have um, larger sales volumes, they don't do anything when it comes to you know building sales funnels, direct response marketing. Uh, they tend to stick to traditional forms of marketing above the line, you know, billboards, TV, radio, advertising, trade shows. And so they're missing out. You know, the world is turning and changing. Uh, I think the playing field is, is rapidly changing uh, in the market. So there's a whole bunch of people out there with great skills that they can translate into the offline world. And, you know, these guys have no idea about the tech, the philosophy, the ideas, the strategies. And really, you know, you can certainly charge uh, great value for those types of services. The number one job that's being searched for at the moment out there is for digital marketing experts, you know, and uh, whatever that means, I don't know. But, but um, you know, but, but you know, now there are digital marketing courses springing up and, and certifications and, and, and uh, graduate degrees that are springing up at, at a lot of universities because from an internet marketing or from a marketing point of view, um, you know, online is a very important component. It is getting much stronger. We're living and breathing off these great little smartphones all over the world. Mm. Um, in fact, you know, in Southeast Asia, you know, the, the highest internet connection rate is done through a smartphone, not through a, uh, you know, a landline portal. So, so that's where you know that's where the opportunity is, and I think you know people have got great skills, but how do I package that up? How do I actually approach people to share those skills and, and help them engage and generate more revenue as well? Hmm. It sounds like part of it too is the there's a big mindset barrier here where people get into it like oh you know I know a little bit, but you know, I know you say I could do this, John. You know you, you tell me I can go out and make all these tons of money, but I, I just don't know. You know, so it, hmm. a big part of this is there's so much self doubt where, where someone they know they've got skills, they know they could probably do it, but are they actually going to go out there and do it? It, probably not. They need to have that sort of realization. It's like, yeah, if I go out there and I do X, Y, and Z, I have to do step one, two, and three, mm-hmm. then I'm going to make, I'm going to be able to close a five, ten thousand dollar a month client and do that every single month and do it for 12 months of the year. Yeah. And it doesn't, and what you're doing is you're building, you know, if you look at the translation of that, it's like you're building a membership client. You know, instead of getting $39 a month for a membership for them, you've got a client paying you three to $6,000 to help them achieve a result on a month to month basis. So it's like having a high end membership program with one client. Hmm. And what about the, uh, what about the sort of hours of the work? Work that goes into this. So these people, like, let's say you're taking a five thousand dollar a month client to do some of their marketing. Are you, you know, do you? Have, is this going to be a pain in the ass? You're talking to these clients every single day and working all day. I think the based on the experience that I've had in in my own business and certainly with the consultants that I'm working with, the average client they're probably spending about three to five hours a month with the client. Okay, so it's Just, not a lot of time. And and at the same time, they're leveraging their time through outsourcing through suppliers to deliver the process. So the the, the goal is that they're working on their business, not in their business. Uh, that they're not the technician they're actually the project manager the person who's out there you know marketing and generating clients for their own business um, and then and then as a client comes in they you know facilitate that project for that client by bringing in outsource or outsource providers from all over the world uh, if not in their local location and uh, and add their margins on top Okay. Okay. And do you have, do they have to be on location with these clients, or can you do this from Skype? Could I do this from Thailand, for example? You could do this from anywhere in the world. All you need is a is a is a connection to the internet of some form, and Skype is an easy way to, to do this. Mm. Um, if I look at the, in fact, if I look at all the consultants that I've been working with over the last year, I would have to say that um, uh, more than seventy uh, percent of their clients are not in the city that they're located in. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah, they're doing it. You know, email, Skype, LinkedIn, social networking. They'll do it through through um, forums. There's a whole bunch of places you can go and pick up corporate or business clients. Okay, because I was thinking for something like this, for more high-end stuff, that you'd have to go in, you'd have to give you know business cards out, you'd have to meet someone in their office and sit down and wine and dine them and all that crap. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Un, it's not uncommon. In fact, if I look at a guy who was uh, one of my guys who's based out of Phoenix, Arizona, um, half his. In fact, he doesn't have a single client in Phoenix, um, and the average client for him uh, sits around the eight to twelve thousand dollar month mark. Okay, interesting. Mm. It's really funny. Acres of diamonds in your very own city, and you're out there picking up clients outside of your state. So it's uh, it's you know the internet uh, gives you that flexibility. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good too. And then you're not worrying about bumping into your client at the supermarket or at the bar at two a.m. or you know whatever it happens to be. <laughs> Why isn't my campaign working? <laughs> Why is my PPC on? <laughs> All right, man. So well, now we've mapped that out. That's sort of the benefits. That's the goal that a lot of people are going for. This consulting lifestyle, which is that you can make a ton of money and you don't have to work. It's it's not you know to make double what you make now. It's not working twice as hard. It's it's just working on the right things. So let's talk about that. Then the right things. You mentioned two things, the two recent case studies, and uh, and some of the lessons that you learned from that. So let's get into let's get into that, man. Let's start with number one. Well, number one is people want cash and they want cash fast. <laughs> um, and so I've been sitting there thinking, well, how do you get cash in your business as quickly as possible? You know, if if and look at look at common sense and and um, I guess as the guide here because most people don't have a lot of common sense but you know there's cause and effect if you have a lot of offers out there you've got a good chance of that you're going to generate some revenue mm. right the number one thing that a lot of people don't do is they don't offer things enough you know I've heard you say things like on this podcast that I went from doing one email a month to a database to an email a day mm. and as soon as you put that email a day with an offer every single day your sales went through the roof it changed you know? everything it um, absolutely changed it, everything <laughs> yeah so the number one thing is a lot of people don't make offers but the other important thing is cash flow is king in your business if you don't have cash flow you're not in business essentially you know and so and so the key to generating lots of cash flow is to get focused on what you need to do to generate it and just to give you a really simple perspective it's amazing how many businesses charge uh, or send out invoices to clients and leave those invoices out there I was talking to an IT firm they had uh, over 180 grand worth of invoices sitting out there to be paid as debtors and I basically sat there and said look have you delivered the service for this product he said yeah we've delivered so I said why don't you just get on the phone or get one of your team members on the phone and just ask those people to take care of that invoice today by the end of the week they collected hundred thousand dollars worth of revenue in their mm. business now they don't give time payment they ask for the payment up front and the payment is done on invoice and so this way their cash flow has just gone through the roof now another simple strategy was and this is this is probably one of my favorites was a printing firm that I sat down with and we were doing some consulting on strategy and they were sitting there saying hey you know we, we just need to get more quotes you know if we, we get more quotes we make more sales right and I said well that's awesome so how many quotes do you get right now on an av- on average per day and he says oh we probably do about 15 quotes a day I said of those 15 quotes how many do you close and said oh we probably do three to four of those quotes that we close and so in that we um, you know I'm sitting there saying so what happens to the other 11 of quotes you know where do they go he says well you know they generally don't go ahead or we put them in the filing cabinet and you know they're all over here right and I said look I said do you want to make some money and you want to make it today you know if you want to make a chunk of change are you serious do you want to make it today so yeah we want to make some money today so I said let's get you three sales guys let's get you and get your partner and get your some of your support team here who talk to the customers and we're going to pull out all the quotes from the last six months all right get all the filing folders get them in the table put them in the center of the table so we're all sitting in the room and I said this is what's going to happen you're going to ring every one of you going to take a stack of these and you're going to call these clients and you're going to ask them a a simple series of questions you did a quote a few months back for us on this particular project did you go ahead with that quote 
right? Did you go ahead with that project, right? If you didn't go ahead with the project, would you like to go ahead with that now? If uh, if that's not an option for you, is there something else that we could quote about? If you did go ahead with the project, who did you go with and why did you go with them? That was the series of questions that they were asking, right? By the end of the day, $70,000 worth of revenue from quotes that they've written three to six months ago, right? Now, here's the, here's the thing. They continued on in the month. That month, they wrote $280,000 worth of business from quotes that they'd written in that six-month period. So people wanted re-quotes. They wanted, uh, yes, they went ahead with their projects. This was off, off old stuff. Yep. So this is cash that they picked up pretty much straight away into their business. So rapid cash flow is when you focus on generating income, then that naturally what's going to happen is you're going to get some income in your business. So the, the thing is is develop focus of primary income generating strategies in your business, right? Yeah. Make sure you get paid on time. Make sure you get paid in advance. Make sure you're asking people for money to buy something from you. Make sure that you're consistently out there following up your opportunities and posing those opportunities. Those things make cash really fast in most businesses. So that's that's simple cash flow. That's probably about a quarter of the, the, the sort of in a nutshell, the quarter of a, an entire strategy. But you know, I say to people that if you spent one hour a day in your business focusing on income generating activity, and that's a primary activity where you physically engage someone or you offer something where somebody can buy something from you, hmm. you will never be out of money again in your business yep, if yep. that was what your focus was. So one hour a day is going to make a huge difference. I love this. I think the best part about it is that uh, I just read I read recently, we, we a podcast just went out with uh, Perry Marshall recently on his book on 80-20 sales and marketing. And uh, part of the, uh, the, the realization in that book was for me that you can take some of the smallest activity, the, the smallest tasks on your to-do list that will produce the biggest result. And it's absolutely incredible. You start to isolate these activities. You can work less and make, you know, make more money, make more impact to get more done and this is one of those things. Absolutely, absolutely. The, the second part of that strategy, a lot of people say to me, well, I don't have invoices and I don't have uh, clients that I can just go and offer things to and so I've really kind of, you know, I'm, I'm scratching around for opportunity and so they think by the time I you know, build a relationship with somebody, go through a sales process, sit down with them, make an offer, that's going to take time. And I'll sit there and say, well, listen, every single person knows somebody who's in business. You cannot know, you know, if you go and buy coffee, you know the guy who runs a coffee store. You know, if you, if you, uh, you know, you, you know, a family member, uh, an associate, a colleague, a, a classmate, um, you know, people you bump into, business cards that you've collected along the way. Everybody can roughly get a list of between 60 and 130 people. And most the average person's got about 130 people on their Facebook pages, right? Mm. Everybody's got a list right now who's in business of people that either are in business or people that know someone who is in business. So I say to those people, say, listen, here's what you want to do. Get that list together as quickly as possible. Preferably if you can get an email list, that'd be better. If you can't get an email list, you're going to go direct uh, to these people, right? Hmm. Really simple. Say, hey, it's amazing. I tell people, how, how often have you told people that you know what you do and how you do what you do? How often have you educated those people around you so that if they know somebody who needs some help in that area, they can refer people to you? People refer people to people all the time. So I sat there and said, this is the strategy. All you're going to do is say, hey, mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, cousin, business owner, right? We've had a connection. I know you. This is what I do. This is how I help people. This is what I. This is the types of results that I can get for people. Um, and this is what I'm doing. If you or if anybody you know needs some help in this area, do you mind just passing this on? Right. Hmm. Pretty simple, right? So um, I have. I'm, a I'm getting jacked up here. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm, 
I had, a, I had a person who took this strategy to heart, sat there and said, look, I need some cash and I need it now. So he sat there and he wrote down an uh, email list. I think he ended up with an email list of about 60 people that he could go out to, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he made a very simple offer. He was in web development and, he, and he t- his focus was to actually develop sites that actually converted and engaged customers when they visited. So he had a, a focus of conversion-based websites that he, he could develop. He had a system strategy. It worked really well. He knew he could deliver really well, um, but nobody really knew exactly what he did, right? So he told told friends and family, said, listen, this is what I'm going to do. Send an email out, made an offer. Say, look, I'm just looking for a handful of people who want to take advantage of this. It was a good offer made, you know, that, that made some profit for him. By the end of the day, he had four people who said, yep, I'll take you up on the offer. $16,000 in a day from people who just who the new knew from the past, um, purely just by putting something out there, you know. So one thing that I find with people is, you you know, all you got to do is ask. <laughs> all you got to do is let people know, hey, I need some help. Do you know anybody that needs help with this sort of thing? Well, you're- and you'll be surprised and how many people will come to you. You're absolutely right. The reason I'm getting excited is I've got this autoresponder on my site, you know, the daily emails that goes out and pushes people to the product on how to write an autoresponder. What I haven't done and what I don't have a list for because uh, they never went through Aweber or they never signed up physically signed up to an email list is a list of all the clients that we've created autoresponders for. So yeah. what basically you're saying is what I should do, and I know this would work because I've done, I've done small sample size, you know, five or ten people on this sometimes when I uh, want to bring in some cash, but I've never actually gone through every client that I've ever worked with, grab their email address because it's all via email, and then send them all, say, hang on, we're doing autoresponders now, we can do a product launch, we can do this and that. And I know that if I, if I did this this afternoon, which maybe I'll do it, uh, there's going to be sales. Yeah. Instant money, straight straight away like that. You're talking about putting like a PayPal buy link in the uh, buy link in the email, right? Yeah, absolutely. Buy it now. Here it is. Take advantage of it. You know. Mm. So yeah. So the other method that you were talking about, we talked about earlier on, and this is a very simple strategy, and it's something that every email marketer kind of knows. But um, the actual focus of this strategy is uh, is to run a very small sequence um, to either reignite existing clients, mm. past connections and contacts uh, into a fast um, decision-making sales process. So the key here is to come up with a fantastic offer. The best offer that you can imagine or think up, it has to make money for you. You're not going to go out there and run a, a, a loss leader or run a, a low-end campaign or low-end price point. You're looking for something that is has good cost, has great value. Maybe you pad it in with some added value items uh, to to build up the value of the actual uh, opportunity. Mm. But you've got to make some money out of it. You've got to make some cash. You know, there's no point in doing something for nothing. You know, you're going to do the work. You want to make some uh, make some opportunity for revenue and, and for profit. So you build this offer. You create an awesome offer, um, and you say, "Hey, I've you know we've either overordered, we've made a mistake, um, or we've got capacity. We've got room to help two or three people to take advantage of something very unique that we've put together. We're only offering this to a handful of people. You're one of the handful of people." that are being offered this to. Um, if you'd like to take advantage of it, let us know straight away. We can get this action. We've got some space capacity in the next two weeks, right? So time sensitive, quantity sensitive. Scarcity is a, is a powerful motivator. Um, good reason, great value, right? So awesome offer. Now remember, these people you're sending to are people who you already know or who are already existing clients. So you don't need to sell them on you know case studies and who you do things for and what great results you get for people. They already know who you are. They already kind of know what sort of results you get, mm. right? Uh, of your product or service. So so it's a familiar, a relatively familiar list, okay? So in, even past contacts, people you just bumped into, but they know who you are, but you've never done business with them. These are the people I've put into this campaign, right? So first email, awesome offer. Second email, day two, 
right? Most companies or most businesses, especially offline, they only send out one offer and that's it. And then they get limited results, yep. right? But, and, and so, you know, conversions are low, nothing ever happens. So the second email is a very second email. The headline, I just want to make sure you got this so you didn't miss out. That's it. And then it reiterates the offer, the awesome value, the awesome thing. I've only got four or five of these available. Just click here, take advantage of now. Let us, let's do it, right? Yeah. Third day, day three, next email. Hey, would love to know what you thought about this unique offer. Would love to know your feedback on what you think about the value or what you thought about this. So again, reiterating the offer, yeah. um, time sensitive, time limited. The last offer, are you interested? Would you like to go ahead? I've got one left, mm. right? So that's it. Last offer, um, are you interested? Would you like to go ahead with this offer? Now, so four emails, very simple sequence, right? First email, great offer. Second email, just make sure you're getting this offer. Third email, would love to know what you thought about this awesome offer. Last email, are you interested in taking advantage of this, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's, so so generally we find when we run these types of campaigns, especially to offline clients and even in my business when I've tested these campaigns, invariably we always make a sale. Somebody in your list is going to buy something. Absolutely. Right? Somebody's ready, you know, even if you sold one, you still made a deal out of this because you're making a profit, yep. right? Um, so in this campaign, this is where, now can I get really sexy with you, John? Go for it, man. I, I love okay. the sexy. We're going to go really sexy with this. Everybody who's in the email marketing game knows that in autoresponders, in the reporting, we can actually see the clicking activity or the open rate. And not only that, we can actually see how many times they open up an email. Hmm. Yeah? yeah? We can see those can see those figures and results. If using Infusionsoft, AWeber and all those sorts of things, we can actually see how many people open up an email. Now, we found that when we can actually see a person open email, open up an email more than once, it shows that, that whatever the headline is or whatever, whatever the subject line is and the email has sparked an interest, enough of an interest for them to open the email twice, right? Hmm. So because, it, because the, most of these lists are not huge, we say to the people, just give the person a call and say, hey, we noticed that you've had a look at the offer. Is there anything we can help you with? Or is there something we can explain about what we're offering and why we're offering this, hmm. right? That's, that's the kicker. The kicker is that they can follow up based on behavior People who've opened the email two or three times. Now, we've seen conversion rates of sales improve by up to 33% purely by picking up the phone and saying, hey, I noticed you had a look at that thing twice. Uh, what can we help you with? Or is there anything we can help you with around that? Mm. Right? So it's really simple. Most people don't pick up the phone. Um, um, but you've got a reason to do it. It's a really simple thing to do. Now, I've done this campaign. Uh, probably the best result that I've had with this campaign was a list of 62 people generated $250,000 in the IT sector. Um, this was to a knowledge management company that was selling uh, internet database knowledge management systems. Mm. Uh, they picked up 250 grand worth of work from a list of 62 people running this exact campaign in, 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 in that format with the follow-up call. I like that. I like that. That dollar per subscriber value is insane right there. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, the thing is, again, and here's, here's an, you know, can we get really sexy now? Let's do it, John. Let's do it. Let's, let's get really, let's really low down and dirty on this one. This is, (laughs) this is where you get a little kinky, right? You run the campaign. The campaign is run and it's sold, right? What you do now is you go back, pick a handful of people out of that list and say, hey, we ran this thing. We got a few people who took advantage of this thing. Um, just want to know if you saw it. Can we just walk you through what we were doing there and, and what we were offering, right? It's amazing that people say, oh, I, I saw something, not quite sure, or yeah, saw that thing. We weren't quite ready yet, right? Yeah. So you say, look, I'll tell you what, because you, you know, you've taken the time to answer the calls and answer the questions, what if we made the offer to you? Would you like to go ahead? 
Now, we've seen sales of campaigns running three weeks later. I, I work with a wholesale IT company that sells hardware and logistics. Yeah. We, we did that strategy on a campaign that had already been gone for three weeks. So people had pretty much forgotten about the campaign. We, we devised a, a, an amazing uh, strategy. We got the sales guys to just do that. Um, hey, ran this thing a few weeks ago. Not sure if you remember it. Um, it was a pretty good offer. We had a lot of people take advantage of it. Know, know that, uh, you know, just wanted to know, was that something that was cool for you guys? And, you know, what did you think about the deal, right? Here's what the deal was. So they reiterate the deal. Yeah. And then they'll say, hey, you know, if you want to, we can do it for you. They picked up 17 sales. The average sale was 32 grand. Nice. Right. Off, of, off back-ending. So remember the old following up old quotes? This is following up old emails. Okay. Right? So, so the email had gone. It was just going back, picking a handful of people and just saying, hey, how you doing? We've still got some stuff available if you want to take advantage of. Just would love to know what you actually thought about that campaign. Okay. This reminds you of so, the quote, the uh, always be closing. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is always be closing. <laughs> old sales school, always be closing. Yeah. Always be closing, man. It's, it, it sounds, it's, it's just so simple. You just got to talk to more people and make more offers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people forget that, you know, in this game, uh, you know, especially with direct response and with communication, um, you know, it's important that, you know, we're so distracted, we're so uh, disjointed with what we're being bombarded with. Um, you know, I'm walking into stores with my iPhone, looking at buying a you know, pair of sneakers, and I'm looking at the website of a store that's diagonally across 20 meters away. You know, and so here we are. I'm looking. I'm focused. They've got me in the store, but I'm checking out prices or I'm checking out shoes in another store um, just down the road from where I'm standing. And yep. so we're so, you know, we're so caught up, we're so bombarded that we forget that, you know, uh, I love the the concept or, or Google came up with this concept a little while ago. They call it the zero moment of truth uh, or ZMOT. Uh, you can even Google it. They've got videos on it. But they were saying back in 2009, the average person would take um, five frames of reference before they made a purchasing decision. So five frames of reference was talking to a friend. Uh, checking out a, uh, an ad, uh, hopping on the internet to check the check the location of uh, the website, or looking at the product online. So there were five frames of references a person would buy. Today we're talking five years later. People on average are looking for eighteen points of reference before they make a purchasing decision. So here's and and if I talk about that shoe example as a perfect example. I was looking for a comfortable pair of sneakers. Now, we've got heaps of stores around the world like Foot Locker and uh, Hype DC and all these stores that sell sneakers. Um, you know, it's quite a trendy thing to do. I was looking for something comfortable. Uh, so I hop online, I do my research. So I, I type in cool, comfy, casual sneakers, yep. right? Search comes up, I get the, the regular stores uh, Foot Locker, uh, Hype DC. Um, Nordstrom's and a few others uh, in, in that search. So I look. I go and have a look and see what sort of funky sneakers they've got. Um, so, so I've done the search. I now connect with five websites. So I've hit five websites. There's five searches, six. I've actually done three different searches because I'm looking for more than just cool sneakers, mm. right? So searches six. So eventually I sit there and say, hey, I'll go into a store. I walk into two different stores. I go to a Hype DC store. I go to a Foot Locker store. I'm sitting there looking at uh, their shop. So I'm already up to nine frames of reference before I've even purchased a product, right? Yeah. So then I, take a, I try a product on. I take a photograph of the product on my, on my foot with my iPhone and I email, I SMS it to my wife and say, hey, honey, what do you think of this? And she SMSs back, I think it looks pretty cool. Is it comfortable? I said, yeah, great. So there I'm asking for another frame of reference before I make the purchase. Not based on what it, you know, whether I like it or not, but does it look cool? What yeah. it looks like? 
So understand that if people are looking for that many frames of references to make a purchasing decision, if you think you're going to go out there and do a one-shot deal and think that people are just going to fall over themselves and say, yes, I'm going to make that happen, you're kidding yourself. You've got to be in your customer's face on a consistent basis. You've got to be engaging them, nurturing them, hitting them from different angles, offline, online. You know, and if it's big, big, big volume sales and big dollar sales, then you need to be, you know, spending the time and and building that relationship. Yeah. You know, we're learning from the Amazons and the Ebays and the ASOSs, and these guys are doing amazing work online. They they they're almost literally saying, "Hey, I'm an online business, but I want you to feel like we're offline." Yeah. You know, um, and so they're building these amazing relationships by sending out offers. If you go to their websites, their whole all their websites are full of offers. The first thing you see. 20% off this. Here, get this deal. Get into this VIP program. You know, you'll get better deals if you join this thing. They're teaching us. They're showing us what is working. And I think this is where businesses get stuck. They get caught up in all the bullshit in their business of not making money. They're struggling. They're not targeting the right clients. They don't even know their customers well enough. And they're seeing businesses that have only started three or four years ago absolutely killing it in their market. We've got a great um, uh, magazine in Australia. Well, not a magazine. It's an online magazine now. The, the publishing world's been stricken by the online bug. But, you know, he, BRW runs a list of the fastest growing companies every year, the top 100 fastest growing businesses. The average business in there, they started uh, five years ago. So that they're only very young. The most successful business uh, in this particular group was a retailer, an offline retailer. You would think an online retailer would do better. But this is an offline retailer. This offline retailer started the business in 2009. So from 2009 to now 2000. 2014, they're generating a turnover of $63 million in revenue hmm. in five years. Now, here's the thing. In the last 12 months, they went from $30 million to 63. They doubled yep. because of online marketing and because of online marketing and also direct response um, offline as well with their customers. Now, people in the retail industry have been around for 20 years. They're hurting. All of a sudden, this nobody out of nowhere says, hey, I want to be a retailer too. I want to sell some great products. I want to create a great customer experience. I'm coming in here late into what most people perceive, hey, you're a bit late because the bubble's about to burst with online marketing, online uh, retail. You know, why are you opening up an offline store? And all of a sudden, they're killing it out there. Yeah. You know, I think people don't ask for enough. They don't focus on what they want to generate and achieve in their business and, and they're not maximizing their opportunities. Mm. I think too, once you get the hang of marketing, once you really get how marketing works and how it's, it's actually quite simple with the making of the offers and all that stuff, that you can go into any market. I mean, when you're good at it, as long as you assess the, the kind of the environment well enough, you can go a- into anywhere and make money. Yeah, absolutely. Know your customers, find out what they want, give it to them as much as you can, make it easy for them to buy. Right. And it, it's something to do with the, uh, the whole entrepreneurial uh, mindset here, which is really that there's no, pro- like, there's no problem that can't be solved. Like that's really what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is that everyone else is saying no and you can't do that. That'll never work. There's no way anyone's going to do that. And then they just go and figure it out. Like fuck it. I'm yeah. going to go do it. And they do it. Yeah, absolutely. Give it a try and go for it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think a lot of people kind of do marketing a little back to front. They think about their product offering and their product and what it does and rather than thinking about the person who's actually going to buy it and use it. And so it's almost like reverse marketing. Mm. Um, and, you know, I sit there and say, hey, you know, don't fall in love with the product. Fall in love with the marketing. Fall in love with the customer that's going to receive this product and benefit from the product. If you can fall in love with those sorts of people, then the communication, the engagement that you're going to create from that is going to serve you so much better than thinking about how can I get this stuff out. I love that. Well, I think that's a good note to end on, John. Where, uh, before we go, though, give uh, the listener probably wondering where, uh, where can they get a little more about you or about the uh, consulting, the mentoring stuff you do? 
any of that stuff? Um, they can go to makeeverydayapayday.com. There's a blog there. They can get a lot of videos and information off with lots of great strategies and tactics and ideas, lots of free training on there. And uh, I also run a podcast like you at businessunleashed.com with my partner, Chris Green, in the UK. And that's all about you know realistic, uh, practical and tactical ideas that people can implement and generate uh, revenue from pretty much like what we shared today in your podcast. Sounds good. Okay, I'll have links to those at the show notes at themcmethod.com. And uh, one thing you mentioned uh, before we before we jumped on this call is the song, the intro song. <laughs> If you're listening and you want to know what this song is, you can go to the mcmethod.com. It's on every single podcast post. John, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me on. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh,